You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Okay, today, what are we doing? We are going to answer some questions. You guys are awesome, by the way. You listen to the podcast, and then you you DM me and you say hello on uh, on Instagram. I, I got to say, I love hearing from you guys, and I appreciate all the kind words that you say to me when you do DM me. I want to say quick apologies for anyone of those who you DM me on, on Instagram and you ask me questions. I, I just I can't get to all of you guys. Best if you ask a question for the podcast, you just email me, trip at tripadvice.com, and I will answer your question here on the podcast. I just don't have enough time to answer all questions. So I'll tell you what my day consists of. You might be wondering, well, maybe you're not wondering, but I'll tell you anyways, what does Trip do all day? Because you listen to the podcast, but what else am I doing? Well, you probably know I'm doing coaching, right? So I always have anywhere from 20 to 30 clients at a time. So I'm doing coaching. I'm creating podcast content. I'm now creating TikTok content. You can follow me there on TikTok if you haven't already, or maybe you found me here from TikTok, who knows? I'm also creating YouTube content, and I'm talking to guys who are interested in joining the coaching program. So that is what my day is filled with. And then I have a whole team of people who are helping me behind the scenes. Uh, Those of you uh, who are listening right now, you know who you are. Thank you for all the help that you always do to produce this podcast and make it go out to the world. So that's what I'm doing. And there's not enough time to answer questions on the DMs. Okay, so I know that, you know, you you find me there and you ask me questions. Again, I do appreciate that you are coming to me and you trust me with the answers, but it's best if you do it when you email me because I just can't get to you. Or, of course, you can always get coaching. Some people have some really big questions and they need big answers. And so you get big answers by joining a coaching program. So you can actually learn what to do that's custom to you instead of listening to a podcast maybe that might be a little bit more general. So if you need help with that, go to coachedbytrip.com. I know I mentioned this recently. I'm starting to do new coaching programs. The world's opening up. So I am starting to offer in-person coaching where I actually take you out and help you approach women. I'm also starting a group mastermind where I'm working with a couple guys at once virtually over a Zoom call. And I made that a little bit more affordable for guys who can't maybe do the one-on-one program. So either way, you got a lot of options. Go to coachedbytrip.com to apply and you can even see some of the amazing results other guys have gotten. There's videos on that page. What are we doing today? Well, of course, I I think I just kind of led up to that. We are going to be answering questions and there's some really good ones some ones that have come in. I know I'm a couple months behind on this just because there's a lot of good interviews that I've been doing lately, and uh, I, I miss answering the questions, and I want to get to it. I'm going to skip forward ahead to one that came in a little bit later, but I thought it'd be fun to answer this question first and then go back to some of the older questions. But one that came in recently was from someone named Megan, and she writes... Hi, Trip. I stumbled across your podcast from dating podcast recommendations on iTunes and was immediately taken back. You advocate for men to use gimmicks to trick women into liking them. My question is, why can't you tell men to be themselves? There is something out there for everyone. 
Some women are more attractive than others. That's life. Many of your fans seem to be awkward types, and I think that they would be happier trying not to be someone else. Just my two cents. Best, Megan. Uh, Megan, I hope that you listened to this. I know you wrote this back, uh, looks like back in April. I uh, wish, uh, I, 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 know, I can't imagine you're still listening to the podcast because it doesn't seem like you like it, but this was a good question and I want to answer it. And hey, you know what? Maybe we can have you on the podcast and we can discuss this. It's interesting. First of all, let's talk about all this. You advocate for men to use gimmicks to trick women into liking them. I don't know what you're talking about, first of all. I'd like you, I wish, man, I wish people who were to give such feedback would give me something more specific, like gimmicks. Like I, I can't remember using any gimmicks to trick women. Yeah, I give some tips and some techniques, uh, but never like a gimmick to trick women into liking them. I don't know what that means. I'm not, I'm not sure what you mean by tricking a woman into liking a guy. They're going to like the guy. I don't know. There's nothing I've, te- I've never taught it. Really, you're talking about like a lie. Like you can trick a woman into liking you if you lie. If you say something that's just completely false, well, then you're tricking someone into liking you because you're lying. I don't think there's anything I have ever taught that is a lie by any means. And it's interesting, too, that a woman might say that. I think that makeup is a gimmick. Don't you think? Don't you think that women who put on makeup and then take off their makeup look drastically different? Now, Megan, you might say, well, I don't do that, but I have a just a hunch that you probably do. And uh, and why? That's Isn't that a gimmick? Wouldn't that be tricking men into liking you? Isn't that kind of like a lie? Now you might say, well, that's not tricking. I'm just making myself more attractive. Well, that's what I'm doing here too. And if anything, I think makeup is more of a lie than anything I would teach guys. Love to hear your response to that. Then she says, my question is, why can't you tell men to be themselves? There's something out there for everyone. Some women are more attractive than others. That's life. Um, I don't know what you mean by that part exactly, but why can't you tell men to be themselves? Because what they're, what do you mean? Themselves is not working. How about I just tell you to not go and wear makeup? What would you do then? Or don't wear, I don't know, certain clothes that make you more attractive. Or don't put your hair up in a in a bun, curl it or whatever. That's not how your natural hair is, right? Well, again, not telling them to be someone completely different, but we are upgrading them. And by the way, I think it's great that women wear makeup. I should say this. Women should wear makeup. You look better when you wear makeup. There's nothing wrong with wearing makeup. It's going to make you more confident. You look more attractive. That's great. So I'm telling men that, yeah, you should be doing something similar. Maybe not makeup, but you should be doing things that are going to make you more attractive. But hopefully the guys that listen to this podcast understand that I'm really teaching you how to be more attractive using sustainable methods, right? Doing things in your life that's going to make you more attractive man, like talking to more women so you can become more confident or working out or leveling up at your career so you make more money, right? All those things. If a guy is going out there and being himself and nothing's happening, you have to change. You have to upgrade. And guys listening, you should be doing that. And that's okay. You should be going out there, being the best version of yourself possible and practicing meeting women. She goes to say, many of your fans seem to be awkward types and I think they would be happier trying not to be someone else. Just my two cents. Again, I don't know what she, what episode did she listen to where I was telling guys to do something that's drastically different than who they are? I don't, I can't remember any kind of material that I've ever said that's going to be, I don't know. Are you listening to the right podcast, Megan? Not really sure. So anywho, I thought I would answer your question, Megan. Uh, Again, I don't know if you're going to end up listening to this, but I think it was nice to answer this so I can kind of help some of the guys and tell the guys, hey guys, listen, it's okay to upgrade, okay? It's okay to upgrade and be a better version of yourself. You should change. Everyone should be changing. 
If I was the same person I was today than it was 10 years ago, I would not be the best version of myself. So guys, it's okay to upgrade your life. I, I, I don't, plus also, I just don't know any guys out there who have really done things to be someone other than they are, right? How are you not yourself? You you were always yourself. Like, what is someone doing? Like, what are you what are you actually doing? That's like, wow, I feel so incongruent. I'm doing something so drastically. Di- like, what is that even? Like, what what are th- some things out there that, that other pickup artists or dating coaches are even telling men to do that's so drastically different from who they are themselves? Unless you're just completely, literally, like lying and saying to women that you like have a different career or you're telling fake stories or something. I don't know what. What could you even be doing that's so different? I'm not sure. So, Megan, I think that you're just uh, really upset that, uh, I don't know. I don't. I actually don't know why you're upset. Maybe someone hurt you, maybe something. But um, this is not manipulation. This is not evil stuff, as it sounds like you're, you're making it to be. Um, I do appreciate your comment, though. I just think you're wrong here. And I don't think that would be happier trying to be someone else. I mean, again, not trying to turn guys into something else, but better versions of who they are. There you go. All right, let's get into some questions. All right, someone says, hey, Trip, great content. I travel a lot in a camper van and spend a lot of time alone on solo road trips. Do you have any tips for getting into state and doing approaches after spending a day alone, not talking to anyone? I find it relatively easy to approach when I'm in a good mood at a fun party where I like the music and have my friends there. However, approaching after a day solo is much more intimidating. I will be road tripping from Mexico to Canada in the future and want to work on game the whole trip. Additionally, any tips for meeting fun people to approach with whilst traveling? Your listeners might want to know that living in a van, my minivan is just a small Dodge Caravan, actually doesn't hurt my ability to pick up girls that much and even makes it easier in some ways. Of course, a certain type of girl is turned off, but yeah, van life is fun. If you want to ask me any more questions about dating whilst living in a car, hit me up. All right, Instagram.com slash Mr. Twitch Music. Very cool, man. Uh, This is a great question. God, so unique. I love it. So even though this is a unique question, my answer is going to help every guy out there, okay? So you asked a few questions. The first one, how do you get into state? So whether you are in a camper van traveling and you have a whole day alone, I bet you there's guys out there who are probably working from home and are all alone too. I do that, by the way. I work from home. I'm all alone. Yes, I do have my fiance who does live with me and, uh, and we do socialize here and there. But I get it. You're all alone. And there's probably a lot of guys who are doing that. So whoever you are, if you feel like you're going from zero to 100 when you want to go out and socialize and it's hard for you, all you got to do is warm up approaches. That's it. That's it, my guy. Warm up approaches. So the way to get into state like, yeah, you're you, you're not always going to be in a good mood. I'm glad that you pointed that out. Like you're not always going to be in the mood to do approaching and talk to women. So you do the magical warm up approaches. And by the way, and this is something that I like to say, you are not better than your warm up approaches. Guys think they can go out and not do a warm up approach, even though maybe they've been going on benders of socializing for weeks and weeks. You're not better than your warm up approaches. You got to do the warm ups because those will help you get into that state. When he says state, what he's talking about is the state of mind where you are more social and in a little bit more of a social mood. So you do warm-up approaches. I wouldn't go from zero to, okay, there's a cute girl, I'm going to start talking to her. You might want to start talking up anyone else around you. Now, it might be a little bit harder for you because you're kind of traveling around in a van. I don't know where you're meeting these women. And so, you know, it's not, but oh, you said here when you're at a fun party, listen, 
There's got to be little places that you can go where you can just do little warm-up approaches and start talking to anyone. Another little tip is get on the phone with a friend. Just call someone up if possible. Call someone up. You call your parents if you want to and just start talking to them. Just get into a talking mood, okay? I wouldn't call any friends that are going to bring you down, no negative energy, but make conversation, talk to someone, get talking, either someone in person that you can, a cashier, anyone walking around, I don't know, a hitchhiker, whatever you can do, get into mini conversations instead of going zero to 100. Also, you said any, additionally, any tips for meeting fun people to approach with whilst traveling? I don't know if I have any different tips for you. I don't have any different tips for you. I think that I would just really enjoy this time. There's times when I went and I did approaches while I was traveling. And again, it's no different than what if you live at home and you and you never leave your city, but then you go out in your city all the time. It's kind of the same things, right? Do your warm-up approaches, get out there, make connections, do what you got to do there. But I'd say take advantage of this time to work on the fact that it is a little bit easier while you're traveling. It's almost like enjoy that moment. I want you to enjoy these moments that you have in front of you right here. Because let's be honest, and I know this from coaching my clients and myself included from my experience, there's this weird mental block that starts to get a little bit more released when you're approaching women in a different city than you live, right? Even though it's so funny, it doesn't make any logical sense. Like you think you're going to run into these people all the time that you see because you're just approaching in your city all the time. It's like, not, that that very rarely happens. So then you go to another city, you're like, oh, I can just do all these approaches and I don't live here, so so what? And it, it makes you kind of feel clear. Just take advantage of that. Like there's nothing wrong with that. If you feel that way, that's fine. Of course, I don't want that to get too much in your head because I want you to be comfortable approaching in your city. But hey, use this to your advantage. It's always a little bit easier to approach outside the city. So just try to have fun with it. That's what I would say. And also make sure you're doing some approaches. Like don't go too many days without doing an approach because every day that you you go without doing an approach, as you can see yourself, it just gets a little bit harder and a little bit harder, okay? So so yeah, and also connect with people, get their Instagrams or Facebook or TikToks or whatever. Stay in touch with these people. So you have friends and people and, and, and girls in different cities, right? Hoes in different area codes. Maybe you want to say that. You know, either way, uh, connect with these people and it's always fun because then you know you can maybe have friends and you can go visit them in different cities. Maybe you end up just becoming a friend with a girl. And uh, yeah, then you go out there and, and you do some more trips and you meet people. And now you got friends in all different cities. It's pretty cool. Hope that helps. Let's go to the next question. Dear Trip, thanks to you, I'm currently dating multiple women at the same time. Sometimes it happens that I'm dating a girl on Saturday and she asks what I do the next day. On Sunday, I have another date with a different girl. What is the best response to this question? I'm a bad liar and think that honesty is the best, but this makes things complicated. Hope to hear from you. Thanks, Dave. Uh, please don't use my last name. No problem, Dave. All right. So here's the thing. Yes, this is tricky, right? You could lie. You could lie. And, uh, it's not as comfortable, right? You can say, I mean, listen, here's the thing. I think you can also white lie. Honestly, I think you can. I don't know. I'm giving you permission to do it. I think you can white lie. Like, do you have to say, I have a date tomorrow with another girl? Okay, that's the honest, full out truth. But you can just say, I'm hanging with a friend tomorrow. I mean, listen, it is a friend. It's a little bit of a white lie because we both know that if you say that to her, she's going to be completely turned off. But if she asks you even further and you say, yeah, well, who's your friend? Okay, now you're a little stuck and you might have to say something. 
that's one way to go about it. I don't know. I just don't think it's the worst thing in the world. You're you're not cheating. You know what I'm saying? Like you're you're not in anything committed, and that's fine. So you don't have to be telling them. Again, I wouldn't say like a, a complete lie because then you got to start keeping up with your lies, and it's just a little bit of a disaster. So yes, I I think it's fine to do a little white lie. Oh, I'm just hanging out with someone. You know, hanging out with a friend, whatever. You can also just tell the truth if you want. And honestly, I would test this. I would test this out. Just test it out. I mean, listen, I, I I can't imagine you saying even like I'm going on another date, but you can just say, oh, I'm hanging. You can you can say something that's like, you know, she's going to ask you, right? So you say like, oh, I'm just hanging out with someone. And say, who? And say, I'm hanging out with another girl. And they're going to be like, oh, okay. And listen, they are going to react in a few different ways. One, they're not going to give a shit. Okay, fine. Two, they're going to actually become more attracted to you because they realize that other girls want you, i.e. social proof, which is very powerful, right? A very powerful form of persuasion. Or they're going to be like, oh, you're dating other women? Well, I can't handle that. And then, oh, well, then they leave. Then, oh, well. Otherwise, if you like that girl that much and she's such a good fit and you'd be upset that they left, well, maybe that's a girl you should start only seeing. Again, dating multiple women is the way to go. It's just not for everyone. So you got to be okay with losing that girl. Yeah, you got to be okay with losing that girl. If that happens, you just have to suck it up. But good for you, you're dating multiple women and that's just the name of the game, right? So I I urge you to try it and just be honest. And if the girl doesn't like it, well, then she can go. And you're going to find that most women just won't leave. Like they'll still want to hang out with you. They will, they'll still want to see you again, you know? So again, those are your options. I think you can white lie white lie to a point, right? Again, if she says like, oh, who is it? Or who's your friend? You can say, oh, just a, a girl that I've been hanging out with. And then there you go. See what happens. This is, guys, I'm trying to teach you strength here. Like this is real abundance mentality of just being like, yep, this is what's going on. And if they leave, you know that you are in it. Well, you're in an abundance of women anyway. So who cares if they leave? I know that sounds extremely stoic and like, oh, wow, you just can really throw someone away like that? Well, no, you're not throwing anyone away. First of all, they're they're the ones that are choosing to not hang out with you. But you gotta be understanding of what the consequences are if you are dating multiple people and that they might have to go. If you can't handle that, then this isn't for you, right? If it's too hot, get out of the kitchen, right? Is that the saying that they say? Can't handle the heat? This is the heat right here. This is how it goes. So keep that in mind. All right, let's go to the next question. Hey, Trip, I recently got back in the dating world. I have been listening to your podcast a lot. I've been going on dates, but running into logistical issues because of where I live. I live about 35 minutes outside of Seattle, which shouldn't sound like a big deal, but here's the following issues. One, I live in a less than attractive suburb, which has a few okay bars, but not many coffee shops. Two, nowhere in walking distance to meet from my apartment. Three, Girls in Seattle generally don't want to drive here. Four, driving up to Seattle might make it look like I have too much time and not enough options. Five, people in Seattle who have never lived in any other major city think my area is the hood. Six, meeting in the middle puts both of us out walking or driving range from either of our apartments. I'm sure there's a lot of other people living in not-so-cute suburbs outside of major cities with similar issues. Considering 80% of my matches come from Seattle, how would you set up the dates with these issues in mind? Love the podcast. Thank you for what you do and providing men a good role model. Adam. Thank you, Adam. Great question. 
Okay, well, there's a few things to say about this. First, we can just go to the most simple advice, simple yet hard. Simple in the sense where I'm just gonna tell you, if this is a problem for you, consider moving. So that's one thing that is simple yet hard, right? Simple, just one one step, uh, technically. Hard because I don't know how that's gonna work for you. I don't know what your job situation is, et cetera, et cetera, or your financial situation, but maybe you should start thinking about moving. I do urge most people who are listening to this podcast to move to cities with larger populations. I'm not saying that this podcast is for those people. This podcast is for any guy that lives anywhere. But what I'm saying is that your life is going to be easier if you live in a more populated area. I mean, it's funny. I I, I don't, it's obvious, right? That's kind of common sense. So that is something that I would strongly consider. Now, for the guys who there is just somehow no way that they can move, There's just no way they can do it or they're just being too stuck in their ways that they don't want to change anything and and want to just stay where they are. Okay, I still have some advice for you, but it's not going to necessarily be easy. You're going to have to be driving around a lot. That's just what's going to have to happen. Either, you know, it sounds like girls won't want to drive there. Well, that's what you said in number three. Girls in Seattle generally don't want to drive here. So you're going to have to drive to them. You said, number four, driving up to Seattle might make it look like I have too much time and not enough options. Uh, I don't know how it's going to look, but what can you do? Like, I don't, it doesn't really matter, right? You have to go there. So if they're not going to come to you, then you're going to have to go to them. Now you can meet halfway. Now I know you said number six, meeting in the middle puts both of us out walking or quick driving range from either of our apartments. Well, that's just how it's going to go. So you're going to have to deal with that. So here's the answer really. You will have to drive to them and just make it work, and then you're going to have to get back to their place if you want to get physical, or you're going to have to meet in the middle, and you're going to have to have them come back to your place or go to hers. I don't think that's the... So now that I'm kind of talking this out out loud, I'm going to give my more succinct advice here. So number one, try to move to this city. If there's any way that you can just move to Seattle, do it. If you cannot, for some reason, or you're being stubborn, two... Then I would I would have I would drive to Seattle. I'm working with a client right now. He lives in where does he live? He's like in the San Jose area where there's you know some women, but you know where the most of the women in San Francisco, which is about 30, 45 minutes north, maybe an hour north. And so he just you know he's doing his best to meet people in San Jose, but he just has to go to San Francisco. He has come to that reality. That's just what he has to do. You're gonna have to go to the city to meet them and be on their time in their place. And that's it. I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you. There's no magic answer here, bud. I wish I could. Adam, you sound like a great guy. You do, but that's what you got to do. Yeah. Like you said, 80% of your matches come from Seattle. I don't doubt it because you're living near a, a large city. So I would go to Seattle, whether it's a move or it's setting up the dates there. And that's it. I don't think that the women are going to really care or think in the sense where of wow, he's got all these, all this time on his hands. I think they're going to think, oh yeah, he just doesn't live in Seattle and most people date there. But who knows? I think that the worst case is a woman's going to maybe think that you live too far and logistically it's just too hard. But uh, where did you say that you lived? It didn't say how far it was. Oh, 35 minutes outside of Seattle. Okay, you did say, oh dude, that's nothing, man. 35 minutes is nothing. I remember... I lived in LA. I lived all over LA. And I lived for a couple years. 
I did live in the suburbs of LA. There was a, there was like a, I don't even know, well, how long was it? Like a year, a good year I lived outside of LA. It was like in Burbank and like some suburbs, like Agora Hills. So I lived there and I had to drive even further than that. And yeah, there were some bars, you can meet some people, but it really wasn't, you couldn't really do much, right? It was like a lot of single moms like in the, in the suburbs. I wasn't really meeting women my age. So what did I have to do? I had to drive to Hollywood or I had to drive to Santa Monica. And sometimes that would take upwards of like 45 minutes, sometimes an hour. And that's just what I had to do. That's just what I had to do. Sometimes I was able to bring a, a girl back, but it didn't happen too often. So you just had to, to just live with it for now. And you got to live with the situation and deal with the fact that you're going to have to be dealing with these women in their city. So again, 35 minutes, not so bad. I think you should be fine. All right, here's another question. Hey, Trip, I've been listening to your podcast and video since high school, and they've been extremely beneficial to me in becoming more confident around girls and a better version of myself. I am currently in college and went on a date a little over eight months ago with this girl from my hometown that I hadn't spoken to in years. We had a good date, even though it was a little awkward at times due to the pandemic. She agreed to a second date and told me possibly... After her not responding for four days, I texted her good luck this semester. Five days later, she responded, then ghosted me after that. I texted her a few months later that I wanted to hang out if she was interested. A week later, she responded saying that the next couple weeks are going to be busy with finals, and I haven't heard from her since. You mentioned that if a girl I was interested, she would make time for the guy. Yes, oh, if a girl was interested, she would make time for the guy. But do you think she actually had time? Being a college student, there are circumstances and stresses that cause priorities to shift. Was she ever interested in the second date or was she just being nice because she didn't want to reject me? At the school year ends, as the school year ends, I want to reach out to her again. Is it worth it or did she ghost me this entire time? Thank you in advance, Anonymous. Okay, first of all, do not reach out to her again. It's over. You're clinging to nothing here. Guys, I should do a whole podcast episode on this. Stop clinging to women who don't have a high level of interest. I'm going to say this two more times in a row. This should be your mantra from this episode. Stop clinging to women who don't have a high interest. Stop clinging to women who don't have a high interest in you. Let it go. Please get into an abundant mindset and meet other women that will have a high interest in you. What was her situation? I don't know. That's what you're asking. You're asking like, what What was her situation? Was she, was she actually busy? Was she not busy? Who cares? Who cares? The answer to that question doesn't matter. All we know is she didn't have a high level of interest. I know what you're saying. You're trying to get an answer of, okay, maybe college life was super busy and it was so busy that, you know, maybe I have a shot here and maybe she does like me. Again, high interest is high interest. If she liked you, she would text you, she would talk to you. Like a woman who has a high interest but still is busy, they don't throw those guys out the window. They still text them and talk to them. They try to meet every once in a while, but this girl's ghosting you. If she liked you at all, she'd respond. I'm, I don't mean to be a dick, by the way. I know I'm sounding kind of harsh, and I don't mean to. I just want to give you a tough love here, my, my friend. I just want to give you the tough love. I just want to let you know, like, listen, there are women out there who are going to have high interest, which shows in the form of texting you back, meeting up with you, responding to you, responding to your snaps and your DMs and your this and your that and, and all that good stuff. When you don't see it, it's out. It's done. Be done with it. I don't know about you guys, 
I don't know, but maybe I'm maybe I'm different than most people. I don't know. And again, I've been attached to, to women too, and I've definitely you know chased. I've chased for sure in my day. I've definitely chased women like you're trying to do now, anonymous. But let me say, once a girl, as cool as she is, as beautiful as she is, once she shows low interest, my interest starts to die along with hers. Maybe not as much, right? She's showing low interest. She's obviously very not interested in me. But then like, yeah, I get bummed out for a little bit, but then I start to become unattracted to them. Does that happen to anyone else out there? I'm curious. I I really would like some answers from guys here, but I'm in a room talking to myself. Either way, my point here is that I would hope that once a girl starts showing low interest in you, you just naturally have this low interest in her. Like, oh, because who wants to be with a girl that's not interested, right? And I know you're thinking, well, well, she might be interested, but I'm here to tell you she's not. When they're ghosting you, when they're responding five days a week later, like you think the girl, you think that that girl is so busy that she's not texting her girlfriends? Bullshit. Girls are on their phone all day long. We're, I'm on my phone all the time. We're all on our phones. Checking the notifications, especially checking our text messages. And you better believe that that girl has time for her friends. And she's texting them. If she has time for her friends, she's got time for you. You better believe it. So drop her. You're done. Move on. Be done with it. Thank you all for writing in. This was just great answering your questions. And keep writing in. I'm going to keep up on these. I'm going to get ahead and answer all your questions. Email me trip at tripadvice.com to get your questions answered. If you need help and want that one-on-one with me, working with me personally to help you get more dates, meet more women online with my new online domination system that's just crushing for men and get over your approach anxiety and meet more women in your town, then don't hesitate to reach out. Coachedbytrip.com is where you apply to work with me. Let's do it. Let's get this handled. Thanks all. Appreciate it, and I'll see you on the next episode.